Welcome to the Sisters Like Us podcast. I'm Lakin. And I'm Allie. And we're here to share our perspectives as sisters from two different generations. So grab a glass of wine or a bottle and let's dive in. Cheers. Hello. Welcome to episode 16 of the Sisters Like Us podcast. We're so excited because we're introducing a new little like, or I guess the only little series. At this point, this episode would have already been out, but we did past, present, and future and talked about hobbies. So we thought it would be fun to like make that a thing. So having multiple episodes that are kind of titled past, present, future, and then dive into a specific topic. And this one, we're going to do jobs because I feel like that would be super fun. So if you guys have any ideas, definitely drop them below. Allie gets all the credit for coming up with that idea. (laughs) We were talking about hobbies and she was like, well, we kind of tackled it from past, present, future. We should just do that as a series. Well, I think it was your idea to do hobbies. Yeah. No, but it was also your idea to do it like past. But then when I, because one of the things I do when we're putting everything together is come up with the title and I was like, oh, we should call it past present future hobbies i'm like oh let's just make that a series yes so here we are oh that's a fun thing to talk about in the behind the scenes is who does what yeah but anyways so if you have any other topic ideas for past present future let us know in this episode like ali said we're going to talk about jobs so past jobs present it'll probably be very quick because we did touch on present jobs in the very very first episode when we introduced ourselves but it'd be kind of fun too to dive into them a little bit more yeah especially because we recorded that episode so long ago and you were brand new with that job and now you're kind of a little bit more settled. Yeah. And then fun. future. So rewind. Let's talk about past. As the older sister, I'm going to start with my very first job was babysitting. Isn't that everybody's like... Not mine. Oh, I really? Think. I feel like every, especially Maybe. female, it's babysitting. Now, yes, was my first job technically babysitting you and Parker? Probably. But it was even my first paid job was babysitting yeah. other people's kids. Say the year, too. I feel like that'll be helpful if you, like, kind of remember a- around where the year, just so that they can see kind of yeah. like where the generations are different. I'm trying to think because... Mine's more easy because, like, whatever age I was is what year it was, so... My issue is not remembering how old I was or what the year was. It was remembering when I first maybe got paid to babysit somebody else's kids because... I was limited on time given my own hobbies and extracurriculars and then babysitting you and Parker is when did I have time to babysit someone else's kids? Mm -hmm. So let's just say maybe 14, which would have been 19, nope, not 2005 was probably my first job. 2005. To put in perspective, everyone, I was five years old. Yikes. And I was 14. And so I think that was probably around the first time I probably got paid to watch somebody else's kids. And truthfully, that was the only real job I had in high school. I was very lucky in that I did not have to have a different job in high school to support me or my family in any sort of way. I did spend a lot of my time at focusing on school or extracurriculars, Mm -hmm. which we talked about in the hobbies episode, but I did also a lot watching you and Parker as well as driving you and Parker places. Once I had my license... I also was under the umbrella of mom is providing me a car, but that means that if you or Parker needs a ride or to be picked up from somewhere, that is your responsibility, Lakin, and you will do it without complaining, which is totally fair. So I didn't have what I would consider a quote-unquote real job in high school. By real, I mean I 
got like a paycheck from somebody else, right? I just got paid cash for babysitting. And this was all high school that you were babysitting? Yes. My experience was a little bit different. Babysitting was kind of here and there. Um, I do actually, yes, think technically that probably would have been my first actual paid job. I bringing up Adrian again, um, who's the same person that I wrote the book with or wrote, you know, something with. We had a very entrepreneurial mindset, let's say, and we came up with a babysitting business called A Plus Babysitting because it was like A plus, like two A's. Whatever. We had business cards, you guys. Vista print business cards for this stuff. Do y'all remember Vista? 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 I don't know oh, how to say it. You still use it in the wedding industry for sure. Really? Yeah, we'll go back to it. But we were in a lot of different situations like where I guess we would give people these business cards and we used to babysit together which financially wasn't smart because we split everything and it was ten dollars an hour so it was kind of dumb because we would leave like with ten dollars so it was kind of like my first thing and then my first official job was when I was 15 2015 I worked at an ice cream shop and it was like a little family-owned ice cream shop I loved it it was a little bit far from where we lived but it was just like such a fun job for me and like I ended up becoming like the shift manager at like that age which was like crazy. You know what I also love about that though is that working at an ice cream shop was mom's first job. I, I was so good at the swirls. <laughs> I love how that is what you're proud of is your but I, but I also like we also sold like fried food and this this is, was the start of my love for toasted ravioli. Fried ravioli. Which I think is totally overrated but so it's like one of my favorite like if I had to put a favorite appetizer that. If I see like Fried ravioli on a menu, that's what I'm getting. So good. But anyways. That reminds me, we need to and could do a whole episode on food. Yeah. Yes. But the Dairy Hut, it was called the Dairy Hut. It was really fun. You know, it was just a little walk-up place that you went to. Um, I was 15, 16, 17, whatever, handling the money because I was a shift manager, which was weird. But Yeah, but that's like the normal age, I feel like, for most people's first kind of that kind of paid job. So my next kind of job, which I did reference in a prior episode, was when I was 18, and it was the summer between high school and college, and I started working for Cutco Knives. Mm-hmm. And if you have been around, you've probably heard of Cutco. You've probably been called by a Cutco sales rep at some point in your life. Some, some one of your kids parents, friends, whatever. I used to love to tell people, like, friend, friends that I had, I was like, oh, I bet my sister sold you those. Yes. Like, I would do that, like. Which is probably very true, because my siblings, friends, parents were my key demographic. I hit lots of rewards because. Networking is forever a thing, you guys. <laughs> forever. Absolutely. But I would literally call and be like, oh, I'm your son or daughter's friend, you know, Allie Parker, Andrew Wills, friends, older sister. Hi, how are you? And that was my like intro. Yeah. But that is what I did through most of college, those summers, and even some at college. So the summer between high school and college, I was just a sales rep and sold Cutco Knives. And then I did some work during college, I transferred to the office in Austin where I went to school and did some work yeah, there. Yeah, it was like big for you. It like, was. It was a big part of my life. Yeah. And then the following summer, I was a sales manager for the Naperville where we lived for their office. And then the following summer, I actually ran my own office, which was simultaneously one of the hardest things I've ever done, but one of the most rewarding things mm-hmm. I've ever done. And I learned so much 
yes, I made a decent income, but it was more about what I learned in terms of being my own boss and managing other people and say what you will about the Cutco marketing platform or how they tackle things. As a college student, I don't think I could have learned more yeah. than what I did for Cutco. And that's amazing. Yeah. The product is also incredible. Yeah. Like, no, it like actually is. Yeah. Say again, say what you will about their marketing tactics or that they use college kids for most of their sales reps. The product is the best thing ever. And going back to me wanting to be Lakin at all times, I literally remember your old cut coat binders that you used to use to sell to people. And I would literally sit there and pretend I was Lakin selling to a, I don't even know if you knew this, imaginary person. Like, I'd be like, and this, like, you guys. That is amazing. It was constant. Like, everything that Lakin did, everything Lakin owned, I ended up owning. Everything Lincoln did, I ended up doing. She never ended up working for Cut Ghost. No, 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 no. But I do love that. So let me wrap up my college and then you can move into I've never even done with my high school. Oh, sorry. I thought you were done with high school. Okay, you finish high school. No, it's okay. So something about me, which you'll probably learn through these episodes, is I like to change my mind a lot. You've said that exact sentence before. What I kind of mean is, is like, it's also happened with jobs. So I stopped working at the Dairy Hut and I decided to get a job in the, our local mall. Um, and I worked at Hollister. Did you know this? I don't think I knew that. Okay, so, and it's always funny because I like to say that I worked at Hollister. <laughs> People always laugh. And it's like, I love knowing the secrets about Hollister. <laughs> they're, Why they're, is it so dark? Okay, that's not Hollister, actually. That's Abercrombie. Uh, no, not. they're both dark, but go on. I worked there this summer going into college. So, kind of like... Okay. So you were literally required in the morning, you were opening in the morning, we had a literal bottle of the perfume or (laughs) cologne or whatever, and you had to go to every table setting of like clothes and douse every single inch of that place. That's why it smells so intense when you walk in there. And then on top of that, like, everyone behind that counter is in a competition to see who can get the most people, which I feel like is normal for retail as someone who has worked in retail, like, is normal that the people are competing to see who can get the most, like, you know, people to sign up for the rewards program or, like, whatever. But, oh, my God, it was so intense to the point where it's, like, I would be, like, oh, can I just get your number for this? And, like, I would just sign them up. Like, I worked there on Black Friday, and it was actually the most intense moment of my life. So you started the summer between high school and college. I actually don't remember when I actually started, but I worked there up until um, college. And then I actually came back during the six-week break and worked the first my first year of college. Oh. Six-week break. Like, I was getting paid eight twenty five. Like, it wasn't anything, like, crazy. But also going, agreeing with you, like, all throughout – or high school I was also doing babysitting gigs for sure especially because as I mentioned before I was going to be an education major so like the parents loved that Mm -hmm. you know so I did a lot of babysitting but within those two jobs but yeah those were my babysitting was always kind of the the secondary to me too to wrap up college for me so I did Cutco three summers and that final summer I was an intern at New York Life Insurance. Finally got an internship in the field I actually wanted to work in. So I was an actuarial intern at New York Life Insurance that summer between junior and senior year. Yes, I consider that a job, I guess. It was really meant to be, I mean, it was a job in the sense that I got paid 
I mean, it was a job in the sense that I got paid a very good hourly rate to be Mm -hmm. an intern there, but it was really more about figuring out, is this the field I want to work in and getting a job full time? And so after that internship, I guess I I was kind of breezing over that as if it wasn't a big deal, but it was a job I had at some point. Yeah. And just to like throw in there, I actually applied in college for the New York Life um, like communications program internship situation, which is very different than the actuarial program. So don't be hard on yourself. No, no, no. And also like it was a blessing in disguise because like I ended up, I'm in my dream job right now. So it's like, okay. But it's like, you know, it's just funny. Like I, it was like this whole thing. It's like, oh, it's going to live with Lincoln for the summer and like all this stuff. But so I think I was more upset about not getting to live in New York for the summer with Lakin than actually being upset that I didn't get the internship with New York Yeah, that's fair. So yes, I did have that job. I was an intern for New York Life. I think I mentioned this in the Get to Know You episode. I interned for New York Life and they offered me a job full time. And so pretty early into senior year of college, I knew I was going to be moving to New York after college. And I quickly realized I needed money. New York is expensive. So expensive. And if I was going to live there after college, I needed more than just, like, I needed to save up at least more than what I had so far. So my senior year, I only did one semester because I graduated early, but I had multiple jobs that year because I was bound and determined to make as much money as possible. So I had three jobs. Are you ready? I got an internship. I don't know if you knew all this. You're looking at me like you have no idea what I'm about to say. Well, but also that, like, I'm, like, some, which I'll get into, like, I, I, guys, like, I don't remember the last time, like, going back, like, talking about how I was working at Hollister and babysitting, like, I, it wasn't until this year where I have had one job. Like, I've Just focus on one job, yeah. I've never had been able to, like, make enough money to just have one job. So it's like, I, like, I'm just, like, agreeing with you. Yeah. Like, okay. So I had three jobs. I was an intern at the Texas Department of Insurance. So that was the one job that was related to my field is I applied to be their actuarial intern at the Texas Department of Insurance. And so that job, I had to work a set amount of hours every week, but they were really flexible as long as it was between the hours of nine and five. They didn't care when I was there and I hit my hours. Then I was a nanny for these two little kids And Monday through Thursday, I would pick them up from school at 3 o'clock and watch them until their parents got home from work at 6, which was mostly just like snack time and homework. And they each got one episode of a TV show where I did my homework while they Mm -hmm. watched their TV shows. And then I also worked at Mathnasium, which is a math-focused tutoring company, if you've never heard of it. It's actually a national company and they have locations everywhere. It is awesome. If you have a child who's struggling with math. Is it the one that has like the, the A is like an A plus? A plus. Yeah. Well, the A, Mathnasium, the A and the T are the A. It's an okay, A plus. Yeah, it's a very cute logo. If you have a kid struggling with math, the concepts or the, the way that Mathnasium teaches math is absolutely awesome. So they have their own curriculum that you, that you teach, but then you also help the kid with whatever math homework they have. And so as a math major, I tutored. Perfect. It was perfect. And between all three of those jobs, I was focused on saving up to move to New York. So that was the most jobs I ever had at one time, was my senior year of college, focusing on three. So your college. So I came to college, um, kind of like got my life in order before I like 
realized, I was like, oh, if I wanted to be in a sorority, if I want to do anything in life, I need a job. So I then worked at Francesca's, which mm. is a women's clothing boutique, which obviously I think most people know about. It is a chain. If you're in any major city, you've probably seen one, but well, recently it's a lot of them down. are closing, um, which I'm not for going to get into, but because I, I do know about it because because like I stopped working there like right before everything happened. Anyways, I started working there. My sweet mate at the time and roommate, Cindy Wayne, who I've talked about a billion times, she worked at the Lincoln Park location. I worked at the other Lincoln Park location. I worked there for a while. It was a good job. It was, you know, minimum wage. Yes, minimum wage. Um, right before I left, I was about to get a promotion to be a sales lead, and I ended up leaving to kind of go more into the focus of my job and what I want to do. And so then I started working at a restaurant called Jay Parker, uh, which is like a little rooftop on top of a hotel like by where our mom lives. And that was fun, but I was a hostess getting paid minimum wage. I was just kind of standing there the whole time because I didn't take any reservations. There wasn't any sort of like, I didn't like take people to seats and put people in sections because it was mainly just a bar. Again, that was fine for a while. Uh, I made a good, the first weekend I worked there was Air and Water Show, which it was right by the lake. So it was packed. Packed. And it kind of sucked because I was like in college and I was working till like 2am and I was like, I can't do anything. So I stopped working there. Did you get any tips or just minimum wage? Just minimum wage. Yeah. I had the occasional, like, old man, like, slip me a 20, but, <laughs> you know, went in room. Then I I started working at Dick's Sporting Goods. Oh, I had, yeah. I had so Dick's. many jobs, you guys. Like, because, like I said, I change my mind all the time, and I always want to do something else. So I started working at Dick's. Actually, that was probably my favorite job. Yeah, you were there for a while. I was there for a little over a year. I loved it. <laughs> like, I was in the shoe department. I was, like, the only girl in the shoe department, so, like, it was amazing. The only thing that sucked is, like, it was peak college, and I was, like, working early, so I would come being, like, super hungover. But, overall, I got, you know, paid 15 an hour, which was minimum wage had skyrocketed, basically, so I was like, this is great. And I got, like, 30% off, so I, like, would always buy shoes. I had a great shoe game at the time. Yeah, at one point in that phase is when the city of Chicago, not the state of Illinois, but the city of Chicago upped the minimum wage. Yeah, and then that's when I started looking at internships. You know, I was getting into my senior year of college, and we kind of already touched on it, but I applied to the New York Life Insurance Internship, whatever. And then I found this wedding planning company that was hiring, like, event assistants and interns, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is literally my dream. I want to be a wedding planner. So I applied. I remember when I got the job, I just bawled my eyes out because I was like, I am, this is, puts me in the right path because, I mean, it's my absolute dream job ever. I got it. It was really fun for the summer. But again, kind of like how you were saying you had to kind of have multiple jobs because I knew once I graduated, like rent was going to start, yep. you know, being a part of my life. Once we were no longer getting our rent and food and everything paid for that our parents were covering. Mm-hmm. Then I started nannying again. Uh, I nannied this um, little, I think we talked about it before when we were talking about Lila a little bit, um, how the smallest baby I'd ever held was probably about like seven months. And so I got to babysit her from like seven months to like a year. And it was it's such a big part of their lives, like seeing them grow. So like I developed a really like 
great relationship with her. It was super fun. It was just a great situation for me to be in because I had so much flexibility in my schedule and I was able to spend the time there. I was able to work remotely. I was able to work the weddings, you know. And so starting like senior year of college, I was giving up my weekends a lot because of my internship. And I was like, you know, this is like my life now. If this is really what I don't want to do, I have to be okay with giving up my Saturday nights and my... So yeah, I knew I was going to be, you know, having to give up those Saturday nights and stuff. And like, you know, when you're in college, it's like, okay, that sounds like the end of the world. But like, it's been my life since, I mean, before COVID. So like, I'm so used to it now. You know, I worked for that company for a while and I started going somewhat full-time with them. I was still nannying after college, but I was starting to take a lot of my own couples, which is like a big, like milestone for the wedding industry and just being a wedding planner and then it didn't work out with that company so now I'm in my hang on so that's the end of your past oh yes sorry I that company is the end of your past yeah so that company's the end of my past it's you know I have a lot of job jumps is what I like to call them but I like every single job I learned something different like for real. Yeah. Like I'm just so grateful for all of my jobs. But before we get into the present, I want to touch on one thing from the past. Okay. So as you guys know, which I've already said in this episode, I was going to be a teacher or whatever. When I was in high school, which I've also talked about, we had a preschool like embedded in our high school. And I actually count that as one of my first jobs, although it wasn't a paid job. I was a, basically a preschool teacher, and, like, I can't even, like, emphasize, like, how rewarding, like, I almost feel like I got my little, like, fix of being able to, like, be a teacher, even though I didn't become one, like, full-time. I just, it was such a fun time in my life to be able to, like, see that aha moment and like, kids, and when I was, like, a special ed, like, um, shadow that one, that one, like, summer, like, and I wrote my entire college essay about it seeing someone a child with special needs understand what you're trying to explain to them is like one of the most rewarding things I will ever experience in my entire life okay I'm gonna cry I'm also gonna cry (laughs) I know I know in my heart it's not my full passion but it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced in my entire life that is amazing I forgot that our high school had a preschool I never worked in the preschool but I, what was the class where you got to go to an elementary school? It's, it was just the education classes. Okay, so I did that. I did might have changed the curriculum Between me and you. Because <laughs> if you were taking education one and education two, you pretty much were on, like, a track to go. Okay. Like, but I'm pretty sure also it was an elective. So you also might have just taken it. But education two was one where you actually went and shot those. So I did that. I never worked in the preschool in the high school. But I did the class where there were days I left campus and went to an elementary yeah, I school. Did, I did it every day. And yeah. taught a lesson at the elementary school and then came back to high school every mm-hmm. day. Which was cool. One of the coolest things about, I think teaching and like the biggest kudos to like all of the people who majored in it and took so much and just like educated themselves in all of it it's just I don't sometimes I wish I still went through with it but like if you it's kind of one of those professions where if you have like a minute where you're like wait like I kind of want to do something else with my life or even like retired like a lot of people who are retired like kind of go back and like think like oh let me just be a teacher like that is totally something I see for myself in the future like you know 
You are jumping ahead two levels, but I love oh, that for you. Sorry. Told you I do this all the time. I love I'm it. Always jumping ahead. That's okay. I have one more pass to talk about, which is actually the biggest chunk of my adult life, and that is then becoming an actuary. And mm-hmm. I I worked at New York Life Insurance for nine years, and sometimes I still forget that that is like what I decided to be. I don't know that I've ever said this on an episode, but I was in middle school when I decided to be an actuary. I was in middle school. We had to do a career project. I don't know if you remember that. I also did a career project. I was and I was going to be a teacher. Did you do on teacher? My, no. My entire middle school, like everything, like, was a speech pathologist. That oh, was that's right. I that's wanted right. to be forever. Okay. And then after that, yeah, special needs. So that's why I did the special needs part. So my career project in middle school was on being an actuary. And so I wanted to be an actuary from that point forward all through high school, all through college. And then when I finally got there, post-college, for a while, it was the best. And it was, oh, this is exactly what I wanted. Look at my paycheck. Look at the the exams that I'm passing. Look at the letters after my name. And it was exactly what I wanted until it wasn't. And it started to become... And that's okay. Yes. It's okay to always change your path no matter how old you are. One million percent. It doesn't mean that I would go back and change anything about my path and how I got there. It was just got to a point where it was way too much sitting at my desk, staring at my computer and not interacting with other people. And everyone had always told me, well, you're going to be a great actuary because you're so social and you're so outgoing. And most actuaries are very introverted and not outgoing. And so it's going to be so great. But then all I did was sit at my computer and do things all day, and it was so frustrating. And so I tried to stay in the insurance industry, and I switched roles within New York Life, which I love the company and still do highly recommend the company because they allowed me to switch basically careers within the same company. So I applied for a job within product management, Mm -hmm. which I've actually been told I would be good at that job in the corporate world. You, I think oh, you would be good at project, project management. Project yes. management. Which I have gotten a lot of confusion when people are like, oh, you do project management. And I'm like, no, I did product management, which at an insurance company meant I was overseeing the development and creation of new products. We had a project management team that supported us that was awesome. But my role was really more focused on product development is really the better phrase for it. And I loved it. And it was great. Once the pandemic hit, that is when I learned that I didn't think corporate was for me. That is when I was like, as much as I love the paycheck that comes from a corporate job and the perks that come with a corporate job, I just filmed a vlog going on and on about like how much I kind of wish I'd had a paid maternity leave. And so the perks of a corporate job would have been really nice. that's totally fair. It was not for me and I wanted to do something different, but those nine years were still such a big part of my life and growth. And I feel like I should be saying more on a big piece of my past, but, but I feel like there's what the present holds is just so much, you're just so much more passionate about. That's true. You're right. Whereas like another thing kind of to just like end on the past part Mm -hmm. of it, like, with my last job as a wedding planning assistant, like whatever I was doing, 
there was also, I didn't really also have any perks because it was just a newer business. And now that I'm in just like a more developed setting, I have a lot the more perks. perks, which is great. Um, but do we want to start with present or do you have anything else on past? No, I feel like I'm good on past. We can move into present. You want to go first? Sure. I talked a little bit about my job in a previous episode, but I am now wedding planning at a venue in Chicago. It's called Walden, not the Walden, just Walden. Um, oh, is there a the Walden? No, but people sometimes think it's the Walden, oh. so I like just surprise that it's Walden, Chicago. And it's so pretty and so fun. Um, it's been, you know, a transition period. You know, starting a new job is just, like, always, like, you know, a lot to get through. And I feel like I'm just, like, now at, like, a, such a good place in my job where I, like, I have so many couples. I mean, there's so many couples that are, like, starting to get married now that I've had for, since I started that I'm just really excited about. And, like, oh, my gosh, I just remember a core job that I had in this in-between phase, which was when I was a bridal stylist. Oh, at the dress shop! So, one of the jobs that I will, I think, take back on Dick's, no offense, Dick's Sporting Goods, love you, always shout out, but my favorite job in the entire world, I worked at a bridal shop, a little bit more of an upscale one, in Chicago, uh, called Lovely Bride, which... If you're from anywhere else and you've ever dress shop, you've probably heard of them because they're all over. We've got them in London, everywhere. And oh my gosh, it was the most amazing job ever. It was like playing dress up every day. I got to work with such amazing people. And like, that is like my thing. Like, I love to like meet new people. I loved working with the families. Like, you know, everyone's like, oh, did you have like momzillas and bridezillas? And it's like, yeah, but like, you know, it was fun. It was an experience. And it was just, it was just so much fun. And like, I learned so much about the industry, the wedding dress industry, meaning. And so I have carried it into my new job so much. And I've actually like gotten to work with so many of the girls that like I, they said yes to, they said yes with me. And like, there was even the other day I was at work and it wasn't my my um, bride, but she was there for her rehearsal, and she was like, oh, like, where are we supposed to go? And I was, like, talking to her, and I'm like, wait, like, we met. And she's like, wait. And I'm like, did you get your dress that lovely? And it's always that. And they're always like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you got this dress, and it was this much, and it was, the, you know. It was just so fun because it, like, it just adds another, you know, level to that connection. Anyways, so that was a big I part. can't believe you forgot about I that. I can't believe I forgot about that, too, because I – not recently, but, like, even after I stopped working there, I've gone back and, like, done a couple shifts there. You know, yeah. shifts because I just – I love it. And it's just – it was so much fun. So, yeah. So, I'm in the new job. To give a kind of glimpse at what I do, because I kind of just say, like, wedding planner, but I'm actually technically titled an event coordinator at the venue. And I work alongside a lead planner when we're working with couples and I have probably about 53 different couples that I'm working with at the same time. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing that, which is great because I feel like my biggest thing is like with wedding planning, which I'll just throw a little piece of advice in there for anyone who is going through the process or knows they're going to be going through the process soon or even has gone through the process. I feel like wedding planning, I will stand by this, is always a system of priorities so it's what you are going to prioritize within the process and then once you figure that out you're able to figure out like what you're going to spend on this what you're going to spend on that and then also putting into perspective like 
a photographer that that is charging $10,000 and a photographer that is charging $5,000 might be doing the same amount of work. So having someone, whether it's a wedding planner, whether it's a wedding coach, you know, whether it's a family friend, like anyone to kind of guide you through that process and just tell you like, you know, what what's worth spending your money on and what's not. So in my position, I basically do a lot of the vendor outreach. So reaching out to photographers, DJs, all of those, you know, people that you need to have there. Also communicating firsthand with the couples and answering any, you know, main questions that they have. We work all on the same, the same platforms. But then on top of that, I also have been doing all of the corporate events at our venue, which has been very new for me and kind of a really fun experience just to like learn more about corporate events because they're, I mean, not even corporate. I've done, we've done like mini like farmers market yeah you've had lots of things lots of interesting things and it's just fun because I get to it kind of makes me a little bit different and I get to do like that kind of side of things and so I like having you know my occasional like Thursday corporate event that I've been planning which I have about like four to five coming up in 2024 but overall that's kind of my present job it was kind of a lot but I had to go back and talk about my yeah, I know. Like, I forgot about job. your dress job. But yeah, and I'm I'm really I'm very stable. Like I'm very happy where I'm at right now. So that's where I'll leave my present. I love that for you. <laughs> Obviously, we did talk about our present in the intro episode, and so if you don't know, my present is I currently work for myself. I own my own business. CEO. <laughs> yes, I do have a little plaque on my desk that says Lake and Strum CEO. I hope to have that one day. <laughs> I, and don't get me wrong, I love working for myself. I am focused on helping others achieve their personal goals, and I do so via a monthly membership, one-on-one coaching, as well as a YouTube channel called Plan with Lakin. And I am absolutely 1 million percent thankful now that I have a daughter that I am able to work for myself and I have the flexibility that I can be there with her when I want to be or I need to be but then I also am able to contribute to our household and our lifestyle and also have something that is my own. I think I like my mother-in-law actually just recently asked me this like do you think you'd want to stay home full-time with her and it's hard to answer she's three and three-ish months as as of the recording of this episode I think from a her standpoint and a mother standpoint, yes, I would love to be able to stay home and give my 100% focus to her and be there for every moment of her life. But is that the best version of me to be 100% there for her all the time? Probably not. Having my own thing that makes me proud that I focus on makes me a better me, which in turn makes me a better mom. So I am very thankful for my job And my present includes a lot of filming videos, editing videos, supporting the membership. We have a month, a weekly coaching call, and then additional products and workshops that support people achieving their goals. I am still trying to figure out what my present looks like as a new mom, because what my present looked like before is not what I want to prioritize going forward. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of, of commitments and hours that, while lucrative, is not what I want to do in the future. I want that flexibility. Right. So the membership will always be there where I commit to them at the same time every week. But it's an evening time where my husband is there to watch our daughter. 
Whereas the daytime hours, I want the flexibility to be able to totally. do, yeah, to be there when I want to be there. So I'm still trying to figure that out a little bit. My present, my company or my business isn't shifting at all. It's just what I prioritize right. and what that looks like is shifting. But yeah, that's my present. Yeah, and I've always been super thankful to like, like even though I'm not working for myself yet, I also have a lot of flexibility in my job, which I'm really grateful, which I have to remind myself of, like, you know, it's really nice that I don't have to be in the office every day. And like, if I do like for a meeting, like whatever, but also being really flexible on my end, because working in my industry, like I have to also understand that a lot of my clients that I work with have full nine, like nine to five jobs. So I do have to meet like late and again, give up my weekends, which I'm used to, but I'll never, I typically, unless you know, in the future, not to jump ahead, when I do hopefully become a lead planner within my company, like have more weekends that I'm giving up, like only like one wedding a weekend is typically where I'm at right now. So it's not like I'm giving up my whole weekend. Got it. So not to jump into the future, but a lead planner, you are going to have to eventually work more weekends. So the difference kind of that in that realm of things between a lead and event coordinator is the lead is there the day of. The event coordinator is not required to be there the day Got of. It. The when, when I'm working on the weekends is typically when I'm opening out as an opening or closer. Got it. So let's start with future for you then because okay. I feel like we're already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like there's a couple little paths that I've been thinking about. I think one of my – so one of my minors from college, which I mentioned before, is business for entrepreneurs. And I've – Kind of my whole life, obviously, like from the start of this episode to the end, I've had a very like entrepreneurial mindset. So my goal in life is, yes, to have like hopefully my own wedding planning business. I had thought for a while, like, oh, I want to do events in general, but I feel like that's not realistic. I love weddings. Like I just, you know, like I just feel so happy when I'm working weddings and I just feel like that's like my thing. I love it. And so that is... My future, hopefully, is to have my own wedding planning company. No one steal it. My event name is... Don't say it. Okay, no, you're right. You're right. No. Okay. Shh. I'm not saying it. It'll have to be a surprise when it actually happens. So that's the, like, future future. Future future. What's the in-between? The in-between is, like, again, like, I think where I'm at, like I said before, is super stable and, like, a super good place to be at. And I'm developing so many connections within the industry like yes I'm not going to a ton of different venues because I work at a venue but I'm meeting like all of these different vendors and like making this list of people that like I'm getting to know and there is room to grow in the company that I'm at and I feel comfortable being in that position right now I would say the next seven to ten years is where I see more of like my business really like becoming a thing I see myself here and there kind of like helping out with like mutual friends and like family like family friends and whatever for like wedding needs and like we're helping Lindsay is our future sister-in-law which will be on this episode or will be on the podcast soon which we'll talk about weddings and I've like you know created their mood board and I've been like kind of helping them with like a little bit of the planning process you just need someone to give you some advice because again, like I said, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. The thing I always say is it's a very emotional and expensive day, day yes. event, process, and it is a lot. You know, like I, I've never been married. I don't know like the whole actual wedding process, but like because I, I mean, guys, like if I had to put in perspective between now and 2019, I've probably been to over like 
probably up towards like a hundred weddings. Like just seeing, that's amazing. Just like seeing like how things go and like it's just I I love the industry and I just you know I'm very 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 passionate about just like that day. I love that. I love that so much. It is as somebody who has planned a wedding and mm-hmm. gotten married. It is a very expensive and emotional day. Actually, a funny a funny thing about that. People have asked me. They're like, like, did you? Because I was your maid of honor. <laughs> they were like, did you help Lake and plan a wedding? No. Absolutely. You, absolutely did you know anything Lincoln? about my sister? <laughs> Wait, have you met Lincoln? No. No. Even, even if Lincoln's sister was a wedding planner, I wouldn't plan her wedding. <laughs> that should be like on a plaque somewhere. And if I was getting married in Chicago, no, maybe but listen, it would have been I different. I respected it 100%. Yeah. Like, I would have never expected to, like, I'm like, guys, her Instagram username <laughs> is plan with Lakin. <laughs> like, no. I plan my own wedding. Yes. And actually, really quick, I want to mention, sorry this episode is so long, but I really want to mention really quick, me trying to explain to people I know and my friends what you do oh, is, it's hard. is always fun. Because I'm like, well, let's go back to the part where I wanted to, again, be her and plan like her. So her Instagram's playing with like, yeah, this is her Instagram. So she used to use a planner as a scrapbook. And now she does this. Now she's motivated. It, it is. It's just like. It's hard. I even was asked the other day about my business. And it is. I'm still working on the, not to go back to present, but I'm still working on the how to explain what it is to people yeah. that I do. It's tough. My mother-in-law also recently was like, I don't understand what you do. I'm like, that's fair. That's fine. It is what it is. So my future is so unknown. I have no idea. Like, I... And that's okay also. Yes. Like, it's okay to have no idea because, like, I think everyone has a little bit of that. I have learned a lot since becoming a mom that my priorities can and will shift so much. And it is okay that I can... I will change my mind. I can change my mind. And right now I have no immediate plans to, like change anything drastically but never say never right and so for me right now the future is a vast unknown that is all I've got for future it is not as exciting as yours no but I think that like you know we're both in the place where like we're happy we're figuring things out and also like I kind of mentioned in the very beginning of this episode like I I mean I'm 23 years old but like looking you know like let's let's say future 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 um would love to get back in the like special ed world oh right and also still a goal of mine to write a book one day oh so, yes we talked about that yeah so, in the hobbies maybe q and I don't even remember where we talked about that yeah. at this point I feel like this episode is plenty long. well overdone yes but we hope you guys enjoyed it because we really like I think one thing about us is like we are both passionate about like what we do right now and just but like passionate in life and I think that like this is just like a fun topic for us to talk about and like dive into so we hope you guys enjoyed it let us know in the comments somewhere whether it's on instagram or on youtube what do you do right now what is your present in terms of work and jobs and etc it's i feel like i never know what to call it like if your present is taking care of an elderly relative or your present is staying home with your kids i want to hear about it if your present is a vp of some awesome company or running your own business i want to hear about it and also like if you're kind of like a little bit like younger than me or more like in my age like do you have like kind of like a dream like career that you like see yourself in and like you know what does that look like for you love that question okay thank you for listening 
and we will see you soon. Bye.